The Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Emke. You're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. What a hell of a week it's been, huh, Chris? Dude, this has been the fastest week in the history of weeks. It's been crazy, man. Uh, work's been crazy. We'll talk a little bit about Duramax Tuner. Facebook page has been blowing yeah. up. iTunes reviews have been going up. Everyone is finally doing what we ask. Review, review, <laughs> review. Interacting. Thank you, guys. If you have questions, you know, shoot us a message on our uh, Facebook uh, page. Um, we are going to start kind of clamping down and being a little bit quicker with responses. Guys, I really do appreciate that. I know Rich, our producer, is uh, kind of responding to some of you guys. So Paul and I are going to take the reins on that. And That's right. So if you get bad information... Blame producer Rich. It's always Rich. <laughs> it's always Rich. This week we did have Travis uh, Mackey, I believe, yeah. message us. He says, hey, I just came across your guys' podcast, and all I can say is, wow, the stuff I've learned is crazy. I have a 2003 Cummins. I was just want wondering, love that, uh, if I could get some pointers and tips in the right direction. Thanks. Chris, First of all, Travis, I make up. typos all the time. Tell Paul to fuck himself <laughs> next time he wants to put you on blast. It's okay. You know, I, I, you gave a lot of good info, but then again, there wasn't enough. Like, what is the truck stock? You know, like, what what are you doing with the truck? Chris, so, why don't we try to help him out? What are the first five things you would do, first three things you would do to a stock 2003 Cummins? Tune it, lift pump, intake. Boom. Why is that? Well... The intake so you can hear the turbocharger because that's badass. No, <laughs> all honesty, tuning because that's the heart and soul. That's going to gain the drivability, the engine efficiency, and, of course, the horsepower and torque. Um, the lift pump because you're going to help aid better longevity of your fuel CP3 pump and your injectors. Um, and an intake because you want to get cool air into the engine. We have seen that the factory air boxes on the Rams can use a little uh, kick in the pants, so to speak. So better air uh, flow going into the inlet of the turbocharger, you know, always helps with uh, better operating temperatures and, uh, you know, maybe a little quicker spool up, things like that. What if he already has a built trans, traction bars, lift pump, tuner, what's next? Damn, you're throwing a curveball there. Uh, so if he has all the supporting mods and the trans out of the way, probably do something like a Stell 64. Boom. Stock injector, stock injection pump truck, you know, probably be somewhere in that 600 range. Awesome driver at that point. But, uh, you know, just again, it just really depends on how he's using the truck. He could be hot-shotting, heavy-hauling the truck, maybe going to a set of twin turbos. Um, right. So it just really depends on how his uh, specific use of the truck is. Awesome. Travis, I had shot you a message, told you to listen into the episode tonight, so I definitely hope you did. We will also get back to you with a little bit more detail. You and Chris can talk more about your truck specifically and how we can help. Uh, this week at Duramax Tuner, besides the huge change in, in turbo pricing, which that's still 64 all the way down to 1350 now, man, that's been flying off the shelf. Man, I have been moving a ton of them. That everyone over there has been moving them. You know, it's really hard to uh, to argue with a $1,350 price point for the 5.9 HE341 HE351 Stell 64. Um, personally, my truck made over 700 horse, so you know we advertise that turbocharger to be in the 650 to 700 range. Uh, like stock spool up, great managing of EGTs for the guys that are towing, looking for a budget turbo, and it's a stock drop and replacement. Yep. So, yep. awesome option to go with. 
The other big push that we've seen this week that I think we've had a lot of great feedback on is the Ford tuning. Yeah, uh, man, that's been a, what a year in the year project for us over here. Kind of kept it on the hush hush for the longest time. Um, the Ford tuning that we're now offering over at Calibrated Power is for 2011 to 2016 6.7 liter power strokes. Uh, we're using an Edge Insight CTS Pro monitor as the interface to read and flash the truck. Uh, you get switch on the fly tuning capabilities, and we offer engine and transmission tuning. The power potential varies depending if you have an 11 to 14 or a 15, 16 truck. Yeah, some of the guys in the like hardcore enthusiast Ford market have been really, really shocked that we were yeah. making 570, 580 horsepower with on, all the emissions equipment right. on. On a 15, Apparently, we're the truck. first ones to do it. Hey, man, you know what? I'd rather be first than last. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. You know the rules. That's how it goes. <laughs> we do also have a really new exciting announcement. Uh, Exergy is a sponsor of the show, and they've stepped up and sponsored a whole new segment. So you guys now will get to hear the Exergy do's and don'ts every single week. I love it. I I do too. You just want to get right into it? Kick kick us off, man. What's the first Exergy do? Always follow proper torque specs when installing low pressure fittings and shaft nut. Too tight of a shaft nut could cause thread damage to the shaft and or the nut. Who would have thought? Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Uh, Too loose of a shaft nut could cause gear to spin on the shaft. Yeah. Pretty common sense here, guys. It, it sounds so simple, but yeah. like when you break it down, it's it's literally too tight on a low pressure fitting could pull the threads off, um, and it's you, you have a total fucking issue there. Yep. And then too loose on the low pressure fittings could also cause fuel leak. So like this is really simple stuff. Like use the torque specs, but honestly, that's what that's what. Uh, Rick was telling me yeah. is like you don't know how often we see this failure. Like we should be talking and telling people about it. There are torque specs you do need to follow I mean, them. I don't want to put anyone on blast, but I've had the calls where guys are putting injectors on like a Cummins and they end up over torquing the the positive and negative posts on the top of the injector and yeah. rip the post right off. They're oh like, yeah. Well, is Exergy going to warranty this? No, they're not going to warranty <laughs> this. Why didn't you? You know, like, come on, this is on you, man. Right. Right. So. Like it's a clearly published spec. So check what that is. If you don't know. Do some research and find out. Um, <laughs> I, I love this don't. This is probably my all-time favorite don't. There is no need to run a high-flow parts kit in any Exergy CP3 pump. What do you mean there? I mean, like, if you have a 12 mil pump, you do not need to add a bag of parts to it. Why? It advertises more. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Listen, man, I want to make a 1,000 horse. I got a stock CP3, but I have an arson kit. <laughs> they say I can do it. No. No, you can't. So when you've when you've already bought a a modified pump, which is what you're buying from Exergy because they don't sell stock pumps, there's no need for you to take it home and modify it again, and certainly not with an off-the-shelf spring and, and ball kit, which is really what you're dealing with there. Paul, you basically uh, politely said, hey, modify their modified pump. There's no warranty. So now you have a $2,000 <laughs> fucking paperweight. <laughs> pretty oh pretty self-explanatory there, guys. Don't oh modify God. what you buy. You're buying something from them for a reason. Leave it to the experts to modify. If they thought it was better, they would have done it themselves. Absolutely. And speaking of experts, I want to talk about our other sponsor of the show here at the top, uh, WC Fab. Now, we've been talking about the WC Fab uh, LML air intake bundle for quite a few weeks now, Chris. I I talked to him. I said, hey, guys, I love that part, but let's talk about something new. Let's talk about something fresh. What's a hot seller? What are people calling and need and have questions about? I mean, I can see where this is going. I already have an LML. I already have the high flow bundle pack. I got calibrated power, Duramax tuner, LML tunes. I'm looking at a healthy 530, 540 horsepower. 
I need a set of traction bars. Boom. Nail on the head. Uh, traction bars are, are one of those things. We've done episodes on them before. We had Manfred on from yes. Longhorn. Uh, talked a lot about why traction bars work, why they're effective. The really cool thing about WC Fab is the lifetime warranty, uh, the custom powder coating. I mean, yep. they, they are, of course, engineered to precision as well. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, they have the Curry Enterprises Johnny joints. I didn't even know what that was <laughs> until, you know, until Ryan had to tell me and, and, and Jason had to tell me. Um, and that's basically the the joint that goes onto the side of the frame where it connects. Um, these rebuildable? Are, they are rebuildable, uh, greasable joints. Uh, therefore, you know, they last a long time. You know? That's it, man. And, and it comes down to them being the strongest joint. So this Absolutely. is the best way you can put it together. Uh, TIG welded, grade 8 hardware, zinc primer base coat. So, like, anything you get, it's top-notch quality. I mean, the zinc the zinc base primer coat is going to allow the powder coat to stick for a long time. You know, so when you're spending the money, you're investing. But one of the reasons why I've bought from, Ryan, or from Jason in the past from Worley is because I like badass colors. Yeah. I, I want stuff to be elaborate. I want it to stick out. You want that to last. You want the gold flake. You can do it. Um, they're supporting 01 to 18 GM trucks, 99 Whoa. to 18 Fords, 99 to 18 uh, Cummins as well. L5P owners, I got you on traction bars. Traction Might not have bull. tuning, but I got the traction bars <laughs> ready for you guys. Enough with paying the bills. Uh, we will touch back touch back later to talk about the rest of our sponsors for the show. However, today I want to get into it. 4.9 seconds at 140 miles an hour in the eighth mile with a 6-4 Ford. How the hell are you, Rawlings? What's up, guys? How you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, man. I'm flabbergasted that you went 4-9 at 140 and a one in a, in an eighth mile in a 6-4 power stroke. I mean, any two well, I mean, I those... guess that's a Ford dig, but I was going to say I'm flabbergasted <laughs> that you didn't know what a Johnny joint was. So it's all good, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now we're on the same page. Now we can move forward, Rawlings. Oh, all right, we're even. Let's get with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Rawlings, we've had you on the show before to talk a little bit about getting prepped for the UCC and going out there and getting into that. Uh, but you guys have just been killing it this year. I know the last time we had you on the show, we asked, how did you get your start in diesel performance? And you told us a little bit about that. Why don't we ask you a new question this time? If you could build your dream diesel truck and budget, time, and parts were not an issue, what would you build? i just build it. Um, <laughs> no, just... Uh, Man, I tell you, I've always been a Ford guy. Um, I, I love the new the new seventeen platform is great. Um, I did I did own an L five P for five hundred thirty two miles, so you can't hold that against me. I did try, <laughs> I did try. Um, but uh, man, it, I just couldn't get it to wash off. I had to go back to Ford, and so uh, I love the seventeen. I really do. I I would be torn between lifted or leveled maybe the the 17 i'm driving now is like reverse leveled so um, i don't know if i'm going i'm older now so i don't know if i'm going old man now but uh (laughs) man i love the 17 ford i tell you if i if i had the unlimited budget to build anything i wanted that's definitely what i'd be building no shit one of the things that i think is cool about you guys over at rudy's is you know being an enthusiast for years you know checking out the diesel power magazine and you know rudy had his uh was it the graphite gray six four years ago in the diesel power challenge and then uh you know you guys had the regular cab for years and then you know the the new version of your shop truck you know going to what it is today it's just cool to see that you guys are still you know working at the 6.4 liter platform 
Yeah, it's interesting you say that. So Aaron 6-4 that, you know, that basically started the business essentially, um, we're actually frame off rebuilding that truck as we speak. We just got the frame back from Powder Coat, and we are, we are literally rebuilding that truck um, to make it look like new again. So That's we're really awesome. excited about that. No shit. Uh, you might see that out at some events. You'll definitely see it in our showroom. But, uh, you know, it's a big deal. That, that's what really what started off the business, and so we're looking forward to that. Um, you know, our, our pool truck is, is 6.4 based, and, of course, both of our drag trucks at this point are both 6.4 based. I think eventually maybe you'll see some change in that, but we, uh, we feel really comfortable with the 6.4 platform. We've, we've kind of figured out some of the bugs. And uh, with the new standalone stuff, it's, it's really been a lot of fun. So I think we'll probably probably stay with that for a little bit longer, but maybe eventually you'll see us in some 6.7 stuff. Cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah, absolutely. I know that 6.7 has got us all excited over they're here. Nice they've trucks, been a lot man. of fun. They're, they're tough to beat. I, I <sighs> haven't had the, the luxury of being in a 17 like Rawlings, but, you know, the 15, 16 stuff, and, I mean, even the 11 to 14s, they're, I, I do enjoy driving them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to find complaints. Thing. Yeah, it really is a great truck, man. I mean, Ford really needed to step it up. You know, when you go from, I mean, driving L5P, the fit and finish on the Denali's are so nice. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's a great truck. And Ford, I thought, always did a great job. But I'm telling you, after sitting in that 17, they really took it to a whole new level. Really? That interior, that's what I've always said, is even all the shit I've ever given to Ford for for the 6-liter and for the 6.4 at, like, 500 horse or whatever. Well, 6.4 um, has made some more power. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Rawlings, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, but literally the turbo and fuel system, you can support almost 600 horse, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I, you know, I think everybody's going to be amazed. I mean, the testing that we've done, testing that we know others have done, I mean, I, I think, you know, once we get over the, the trans-tuning issue on the 17, I think it's the 6.7 is going to be... It's going to be kind of like where we were getting on the six, you know, fifteen, sixteens. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really impressive. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a six four. You know, the, it's just a different power, but it's it's definitely definitely got a lot of potential. I love it. Yeah, man, we're all excited. We're, I dig it. All right, um, you've been racing though. You've been racing a lot this year, huh? Yeah, man. It's it's been an exciting year. It's been a. Um, it's been a painful year. Uh, you know, if, if, if racing was easy, everybody would do it, right? Ron <laughs> yeah. Milliken and I joke around all the time, like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> you know, we, you, you've got to love racing when you go to the track every weekend and just issue after issue after issue. Well, yeah, um, let's beat it up and fix it, right? I mean, that's like what exactly. racing is. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it has definitely been a learning experience for us this year, but it has definitely started coming together. Um, we had some, you know, we had some bad luck at the beginning of the year um, between the, the, the standalone Motec being the first power stroke to do that. Uh, there was a lot of, lot of learning curve there. Um, we, had, we were running a 48 at the time. We had a lot of learning curve there. Um, started going fast and then ended up hitting the wall at uh, Mike Dalton's event in Tennessee. And that was kind of the moment where we said, all right, we need to we need to back up and and really focus on what's going on here. We knew we had something fast, but we knew we needed to really really dig into what was going on with the truck. And uh, and that's really when things turned for us this year. And it's you know it's it's not easy running a business and trying to race. It's it's, it's a tough balancing act because you need to spend the time to to test. You need to spend the time to to figure out those issues and you can't do that sitting in the shop it's got to be at the track right um 
and so it was tough. But we, you know, we we luckily, I've got an amazing group of guys, and you know, Aaron supports the racing, um, especially when I'm not able to be here. And it, and it, I tell you, man, it, it really after that July race when I hit the wall, when you know, I mean that that was that was tough. It was it was definitely an interesting situation hitting hitting the wall. But after that when we really began to dig in and find out what was going on, man, things definitely turned and started going in the right direction. And I can't even explain how excited we are. We know what's left in the truck and we're, we're looking for a big year next year. No shit. Can you dive in a little bit? What, what went wrong? What happened when you hit the wall? Well, so it, it was a combination of a couple of different things. And so we built this truck. I, you know, the story is kind of funny. I, I literally, started this truck uh i used to own a business selling to nascar and we were uh i contacted those guys and and you know some of my my friends and, and contacts with nascar we literally started this truck across the street from richard childers's house in welcome north carolina um it was like days of thunder it was crazy and we we started that truck um you know we we knew that we wanted to build something different we knew we wanted to build something that we could grow into and uh but we, you know, it was new. It was new to everybody. The diesel side of it is just a different setup, and it's a different, uh, I guess, setup overall is just different. So we we started the season with a 48. We started the season with a Motec, um, but we just we just struggled with the setup on the truck. And after hitting the wall, um, we had already we had already ordered a turbo 400 and an Neil Chance converter. Uh, we got a, a 400 from Rossler. So we already had that on the shelf and had planned to put that in in the off-season. Um, but we felt like we were starting to figure the 48 out. Um, the issues, you know, we were rebuilding the trans every race weekend, and we were replacing converters sometimes throughout the weekend. So, uh, you know, it was, it was definitely not an economical way to race or a fun way to race knowing that you were going to burn the converter up. Oh, right. um, yeah, it, it it was rough, and and part of the issue was just because of forty eight with the trans brake is not always an easy, uh, easy beast. It really it really puts a lot of wear on those transmissions. And uh, so anyway, going into RLC, we we already knew the truck what it was capable of. We already knew the truck was fast, and uh, we went to RLC. We had some really big expectations, and uh, on the path that I crashed, it was a combination of a couple of things. We uh, we found out that when the trans uh, it, there's a little bit of a of a period bef- when you command it to shift before it actually shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the way the 48 works. You guys are probably more familiar with those than I am, but mm-hmm. it, it, there's a delay, and and it went outside of the window uh, that Motec was controlling. So it cut all my fuel and cut the nitrous. When it fell back below that level, it gave it all back, and so you oh, know shit. that obviously created a, a, a serious traction issue. Holy um, fuck. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was nothing than something, and that started me sideways. And uh, it had rained all day at the track that day. And once you get sideways in a big tire truck like that, it, there's just not much saving it. You're kind of long for the ride. Luckily, it didn't roll. Um, very thankful for that. I went through the traps at like five two, Jesus. <laughs> sideways, sideways, which was which was really cool. Um, well, you were but, uh, you're able to talk about it now, so yeah, it was yeah. cool, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, man, I'm I'm telling you, I'm getting older, and it it hurt for a few days. There's no question about oh, it. Sure. But, uh, uh, you know, luckily it didn't tear anything up bad. It was just more cosmetic than anything. 
Um, so we knew that that was part of the problem. Well, when we got it back, we'd struggled with our 60 foots a little bit, and, and, and the truck just didn't handle good. And I, I knew for the amount of time and money spent that, you know, we really, we really, there was something just missing. And so kind of went back to the wheel and, and found the right people. And so a really good friend of mine, Doug Paddock uh, from Colorado, um, uh, he's building those, uh, I don't know if you've seen them, but they're, uh, uh, they take a he's taking a 17 Super Duty and making it look like a Raptor. It's got like 40 inch tires. Um, it's pretty pretty cool looking. Anyway, he's a buddy of mine. He's a drag racer. Contacted him. He put me in touch with some suspension people, and ultimately, I ended up with Minster Motorsports. That's right here in Fayetteville, and they are uh, right here in North Carolina. They're big into the X275 and, and some of the radial classes, um, and they've been wanting to get into diesel. And so we hooked up and. Uh, <laughs> Man, it was crazy. We went to the track the first time and found out that the rear shocks were too short at full extension, and nobody had ever even noticed it. You know, you're not looking <laughs> for it, but we just didn't know it. So when the truck when the truck was hopping, and, and you know, especially at RLC, it was trying to get back to rod height but couldn't, and so that would obviously create a serious traction issue. Um, so we, you know, we we realized that, which was kind of like pie in our face. You know, we should have obviously known that, but we just we just didn't look for it. We, uh, we, we trusted Minster 100%, and uh, there's a guy named Josh Lindsay from Texas. It's a big suspension guy. So we put all our trust in these guys, and, you know, they, they were super excited about getting into the diesel industry. And uh, first time off, off the truck after the repairs and after the new shocks in the rear, best 60-foot and best time to date. And, it, you know, right then we knew that it was just things were definitely going in the right direction. So we, we worked on that. We worked on handling um, the truck drives. The faster I go, the slower it feels. Uh, the truck <laughs> drives amazing. Um, we're, you know, our 60 foot at this point, and we're still, and I know it's all bench racing, but we're still, like, really, really low on power, but our 60 foots now are, like, 113. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's pretty insane the way the truck leaves the line and we've got, you know, we've, we're still, we're still very, very conservative on power. Um, but the great thing is we've made, I don't know, maybe a dozen passes since the new setup and we've yet to put a wrench on the truck, which has been no great. Shit. We haven't touched the trans. We haven't touched the converter. Uh, the motor's been great. No issues whatsoever. Um, it's it's making you know making racing enjoyable again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a lot of been a lot of fun, um, but we're excited, man. I tell you, it's it's a matter of finding the right people, putting them all together, and uh, letting everybody use their strengths. You know, you got to think outside of the box a little bit, and uh, it's, it's, it's been really cool. I actually, put these guys in touch with uh, with Ryan Milliken too when he was he went out and was struggling with some traction issues and. And I uh, put them in touch, and, and they've helped him out a lot too. And so it's been it's been a fun partnership. That's awesome, man. That's I always like to see it like when you, because we all struggle with this, right? So we all go out whether we're sled pulling or drag racing or just street fucking mm-hmm. around, and we continuously have an issue. Like you like eating up converters. You know what I mean? Like it it's frustrating. It makes you discouraged to go out there and do it again and again and again. And when you can dial in and find that problem and diagnose what yep. the issue is, and then like you said, find the experts to get it fixed. That's what it's all about, right? Like that's the goal. That's the dream we're all trying to live, where where we yeah, actually absolutely. get to race more than we wrench. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think in our industry, that's part of it. We're so 
focused on what's been done that we're scared to look outside the box a little bit. You know, everybody was, you know, you're going to go to a, a, a shock builder that specializes in gas stuff for diesel. Well, you know, there's very few diesel vehicles that are going as fast as we're running, and some others are running. I, why wouldn't I go to somebody that, you know, builds suspension systems for cars that run threes and eight miles? Right. right. It, you know, you just, <laughs> you've, you've got to think outside the box a little bit, and that's what we did. I come from a business background, so for me, it's finding the solution, and sometimes that solution's not exactly where you think it would be or the easiest place to find it. That is true. Absolutely. Rawlings, can you, can you tell us a little bit about how long you've been racing in the Outlaw Diesel Super Series and, and what it's like to race in the Pro Mod class? Absolutely, man. It's a lot of fun. We, uh, we, this is my first year of racing in the ODSS. We, uh, uh, Aaron is one of the owners of the ODSS. So we, you know, I've been involved in it since the inception, but it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun racing in. It's a great series. We, we, we've got a pretty tight group of racers. Uh, we're looking to build that, that series, uh, especially in the pro mod. We only had about four trucks, uh, where I guess Ron would be considered a car, <laughs> um, I probably shouldn't talk too much about Ron. There's a million things I could say about Ron. Maybe we'll do that another show. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, man, it's great. You know, you've got, like, some of the, the legends, so to speak, in the industry. I mean, you've got Dan Shad, you've got Dennis Perry, you know, you've got Aaron, and you've got Mike Dalton. I mean, you've got all of these guys that, that have been around a long time in the industry, and they all put their head together and, and started this sanctioning body and so you know it's got to be good i mean it, it, it's got to be something that's going to move forward and so it's fun to be a part of it um of course our event is we we have two events in odss series we actually added a sixth event next year um so we'll have six in our series next year but uh, it's been a lot of fun man it really has it, we've had some good attendance at our events um i think we've had some really good racing we're going to make some pretty big improvements for next year um that i think will increase the pro mod class probably will be double what it is right now, and then I think Pro Street will increase greatly. I think you know there's going to be some changes need to be made for speed, and 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 I think the fans want to see more pro trucks, and so we're excited about it. So for my guys who are spent their life playing in the mud and don't know anything about drag racing classes, tell us the difference between the street class and the pro mod class. Yeah, absolutely. So the pro mod, you know. Not, and that's the crazy thing about diesel racing. So it's it's not exactly like gas racing, where gas racing most of your pro classes are all full tube chassis. And pro mod for ODSS, um, it could be a little bit of of anything. Um, the street classes we have, and it is kind of similar to other diesel sanctioned bodies. But uh, in the pro mod class, you've got you know like Mike Dalton, for instance, has got a fifteen hundred Dodge that has some frame rail as well as, you know, the rest of his front half, back half. You've got Ryan Milliken's uh, Nova. You've got, uh, you've got my truck, which is, which is tube chassis. You've got, you know, a little bit of everything. And so it's, it's, it was kind of designed to be one step below the dragsters. So you would have kind of a mix of, of bodied cars, maybe an, you know, maybe an altered or something, you know, something in the mix. But it was it was made to be something just under the dragsters as a pro class, um, with a you know much lighter weight, obviously. So it's 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 a neat fit. Awesome, cool, man. 
All right. Well, let's circle back to the truck now. Yeah. So, so that's Talk. what this is all about. Yeah. Walk us through. I mean, what's the setup of the truck currently? You know, from uh, start to finish. You know, just the, the engine, drive line, that type of thing. Yeah, you guys always try to get all the secret. Like last time with UCC, you guys were like just <laughs> killing me. Trying to get there. It's for the listeners, man. They listen. They need to know the I juice. Know, I know. Yeah, absolutely. I know. It's, you're, I know you got a pen and a piece of paper, but it's all good. Um, our UCC truck is in about a million pieces right this second, by the way. We cut it all apart, so I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but we oh. can do that on another episode. Yeah, I like that. You, we'll, we'll talk about the stage yours is at and then the stage ours is at, and we'll see – if either one of us will make it next year. Yeah. I have a feeling sure. we're both at the same stage. <laughs> yeah. I, I will just tell you that, that we literally cut that truck apart and it's on the frame table right now. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, it's going to be a push, right? Always. That's what UCC is all about. Absolutely, man. But, yeah, the truck, the truck is pretty straightforward. It's, uh, you know, it is 6.4 based. Um, the motor that's that's in the truck now, we've actually been through some challenges again. Um, there's been a lot of challenges this year. Most most of it, at this point, we think we've all solved. You know, being the guinea pig of doing a standalone uh, on a new platform like that is never easy. When we when we went into this with Motec, um, you know, I chose Motec for for a number of reasons. The biggest reason is the obvious one: they were the only ones willing to do it. At the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have I would have gone with with some other folks if that would have been possible, but at the time they were really the only the only folks that were willing to do it. Um, and they're right, you know, they they're it's an Australian company. They do have a presence in America. They're big into the gas industry, but they've got a headquarters right in Charlotte, not far from where we are. So I thought it was a great fit. Um, we jumped into it. We got the harnesses built. Got everything put in. Um, the truck went to SEMA last year. It had never run. You know, we haven't run it yet. We built it for SEMA, had it at SEMA. When we got it back and started diving into it, we realized that there was, there was a lot of issues. Um, and, and, you know, Motec just kind of stood and looked at us like, you know, they, they were as confused as we were. And that's <laughs> never a fun feeling. Um, come to find out, and it's really hard to believe, but it come to find out that their software was only written for six cylinders not for eight um, so, yeah it was an interesting conversation that day but, oh my uh, god <laughs> oh my god now why so, did you guys go to standalone like can, can we back up can we go to that can we go like why even go to standalone why not just use one of the other standard six four custom tuners out there that's a great question we you know we had done that uh, all along we you know we we thought we had a pretty good handle on it but Really, it comes down to, to the 6.4 is a great power plant, but, but to really dial it in a lot better, um, we needed to do some things that you could not do uh, with a factory ECM. The other issue with the factory ECM in a racing application is, is there's a lot of fail-safes that the factory builds into it that, that are hard to overcome. Uh, everybody promises you can do it, but at the end of the day, we've been through it all. And there's just some things that you, there's some parameters that you just cannot overcome. And so um, I saw what the other guys were doing with Bosch in the, in the Dodge world, um, you know, and I saw the capabilities and, and, you know, I knew that if we could just find the right fit, that it would definitely help propel our program. Um, not to mention it ties so well into other systems. You know, when you have a standalone ECM, you can tie that into your race pack, your data logging, I mean, everything kind of flows together. Um, and it's not just kind of, 
you know, hey, Bubba, let's cut up this factory harness and, you know, send me the electrical tape. Let me wrap this up because we're not going to do this. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, we, we joke about it, but, you know, you go look at most race vehicles, and I'm talking purpose-built race vehicles, and they just pack up a factory harness and use a factory ECM because that's the, you know, again, that's the way it's always been done. Right. Uh, but I knew there had to be a better way, and I didn't want my truck to look like that. I wanted I wanted <laughs> it to be, you know, when there's an issue, we know exactly where to go, and we know exactly what to find, and, and you just we just couldn't do that with a factory ECM. That's awesome, man. Okay. So you had to go with the standalone to really get everything you could out of the truck and to dial it in and really get the results that you were looking Spare for. Control. Was that a Was that a big turning point in the truck? Was that like okay, now we're able to get, you know, closer into the fives or into the low fives. Like, wh- how much did standalone help in results? Um, I think it helped some. I mean, I, you know, there's no question about it helping some. I don't know that it was like the major, you know, major moment that, that really propelled us to, to, to where we are now. Uh, but it definitely helps a lot. There's no, there's no question about that. Um, it helped us so much, and we were so excited about it. I mean, we're we're going that direction with our UCC truck now as well, um, and, and trying to make our operation, our racing operation, a little bit more standard, so that when there's an issue with one truck, the other truck can, you know, we can use data, we can use parts and pieces, whatever we need to do, um, and so that's that's definitely a big help. I dig it, man. What about the turbo? What do you got in there for air? Yeah, we've got a uh, Precision. It's it's actually an older Precision. We uh, we ran triples on the truck of originally and uh, didn't have a whole lot of luck. Um, uh, I hired a guy from Colorado, Nathaniel. Um, <laughs> Nathaniel said, "Why do we have triples?" And that was like his first question when he came to work for me. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like looking at him, going, "Well, you know, I mean, if one's good, three's got to be better, right?" I mean, that's the dumb answer. Typical. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I want to be able to stick my hand inside my charger, right? That's got to be cool. <laughs> and uh, Nathaniel had worked at Elite, he had worked at ATS, and he's been around, been around the industry a long time. Super talented guy, and he was like, "We can, we can go faster with a single." And I'm just looking at him like, that doesn't make any sense. To me. <laughs> I'm just a dumb guy that runs a company. Um, I want more, right? And so, I, you know. This guy is super talented. I'm like, you know what? If you feel like you can do that, have at it. You know, just rip all the stuff out that we've done and, <laughs> and put a single on it. You know, it's not going to be as cool, but if that's what you want to do, then do it. And lo and behold, he puts a single on it. We go to the track and, you know, fastest time we ever ran the first the first pass. I mean, it just, it made sense. And, and it part of the issue was fooling it. Um, we, we believe in a real simple operation when we go racing you know i don't want to rely on half a bottle of nitrous to spoil my charge right. on the line you know i don't i don't want to make it so complicated that that we're chasing ourselves or kicking ourselves when we have issues and so going with the single definitely simplified things um definitely made it easier to spool and like i said we made more than enough power and we're still on our lowest power tuning. we we have yet to crank the truck up because we're focused on other things right now and I mean, hell, if I can run 498 on my lowest tune, I was running five twos on fuel only. Why in the world, what's the point in cranking it up yet? I mean, right. There's just yeah. no point in it. And so, um, so, yeah, so we went with the single. 
uh, went with a Precision. We started working with Precision some, which has been a lot of fun. You know, they they have done a lot in diesel, but not as much as you would assume. And uh, uh, and so working with them and doing some development things have, have been a lot of fun. They've, they've definitely been a good fit for us. And, you know, I think I think the future looks bright with BTE. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's always crazy. I know when I saw um, when I saw them at SEMA the first time, it was like there was one diesel charger at their booth. Yeah, I mean, that, everything else, right? Like their their world is gas. I mean, like, that's we know of, them for the big turbos, right, a lot but of street cars, pro mod cars. You know, a lot of the big names. They're usually precision precision turbochargers. So yep, absolutely that makes sense. Now, as far as fueling on something like this, because this is where my ignorance gets the best of me, what do you guys do for injection pumps and injectors on a truck like this? Yeah, absolutely. So the truck has got dual K16s on it. Um, those are those are some pumps that we design um, that we sell, and uh, the truck currently has uh, some 150 injectors from River City okay. are the ones that are in it now. Um, we had a single uh, fast pump in the beginning, and uh, we kept losing rail pressure. We ended up having to add two pumps, and AirDog came along and and hooked us up with this really cool setup. So we've got uh, dual. 230s, I believe they are now. Um, yeah, another thing that you know you just don't always think about the stupidest little things of losing rail on the top end of the track. And and you know looking at the data, it's amazing to go back and, and we've got a race pack system on there. We we data log everything, and it's it's amazing to go back and and you know I'll get with Nathaniel, which is kind of like our crew chief, so to speak. And I'll say, well, this is what I felt. This is what it felt like. And then he'll look at the data, and you can just about pinpoint it. It's it's <laughs> it's really cool. I love that. Data is key, right? <laughs> Man, it really is. And I mean, yep. anybody that, that is a true you know racer and races a bunch, you know that. I mean, you know whether it's recording tire pressure and track temp, whether it's you know whatever it is. If you if you've got the data, then it's always something you can go back and duplicate later or improve on later, and that's. For us, has been a huge key is all of the data. We've even we run three GoPros on the truck each pass, and we'll watch them right after the pass and look at it with the data, so that we can compare our notes and find out exactly what happened. Absolutely. Oh shit, that's awesome, man! I love breaking it down do it, like man. that that's, and getting scientific with it. You got to right. be consistent. That's the only way you can. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, what future goals do you have for the truck? Where Where do you go from here with it? Well, we. Uh, you know, we did that 498 pass, which was, which was really good. We uh, uh, we're going to go to Diesel Thunder the week after SEMA uh, because being gone a week is not enough. I need to make my life a little bit more interesting. <laughs> we're going um, to go and uh, race with those guys down there, um, and then in late November uh, we're going to do uh, some private stuff at ZMAX in quarter mile and see what we can. Squeak out of the truck in the quarter mile. We're really excited about that. Um, and then that's probably about it for this year, other than, you know, some odd and end stuff. Uh, next year, we're going to race ProMon ODSS again. We're really excited about that. Hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll hit up some other races. You know, we might make some surprise appearances, but we're, we're looking forward to just continuing to push it, man. You know, Ron's running, you know, 460s, 470s. You know, you've got some other trucks rumored running in the mid-fours. Uh, I think Pro Mod's going to be really, really, really interesting this year. So we're 
we're looking forward to getting our setup right and uh, showing everybody what we can do with the Ford. Are you putting the prediction out there right now? Did I hear you say 4-2 in 2018? I heard it. I don't it. think 4-2. I, 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 I will say I'll make the prediction, and you can get me back on later or next year or whatever. I'm going to say that you will see a 450 pass in Pro Mod this year in ODS. I'm looking forward to it. That's yep. cooking, man. That is fucking cooking. I will make that prediction. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get the truck to do decent in the quarter. I'm... Uh, tell you man i am I'm, I'm more focused right now on this eighth mile stuff and just getting the truck dial in and then we'll we'll start dabbling in the quarter but it's uh no the quarter's the same thing you just hold your right. hold your foot on the on the right longer that's all there's no difference there is a difference yeah <laughs> there's a difference about you know several miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> some of about in this case 50 yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's the scary thing is when you look at the time flips and you do that bench racing thing and go Oh damn! That's how fast we're going to be going in the quarter. Yep. You know, it's, 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 yeah. I uh, I need I need Ryan Milliken's nerves. I think more than anything because I'm old now and I'm supposed to be responsible. You know, I've got kids and all that, and Ryan has got kids too. But I don't. Ryan doesn't. I think he gets disconnected when he races. So <laughs> straight reckless. I like it. I like it. That's always been his style at the track. Man, he is an awesome racer. I, I think the world of Ryan. He, he really is. We, you know, that's the cool thing about this industry. We've got some great guys. You know, I, 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 it's funny because we roll up to the track, and you know, everybody jokes with me that we, you know, that we put on this big show with our hauler and everything. But you know, it's all tied to the business. But the great thing is, when I see people come in the pits and just ask questions and look and talk to you, all of our racers and, and folks in the industry, you know, they're not they're not like snobs they don't mind talking to you and answering questions and telling you anything you want to know about the truck and then the racers help each other which is so cool uh compared to to other industries you know even the gas industry you just don't see that like we do in the diesel industry i mean some of my racers are some of my closest friends and it's just i, I think that's what makes it so great oh, yeah. yeah there is a lot of good camaraderie definitely it's a tight-knit community when you really look at it so yeah. that's awesome. awesome well rawlings who would you like to give a shout out to Man, I just I I think the biggest thing is just all of our all of our team. You know, we have the company. We've got some great employees, and and it's always awesome to see how hard everybody comes together uh, and helps us at the track. Um, Nathaniel has has been awesome helping us out and spent countless hours wrenching on this truck and getting things right. Um, my guys are just so dedicated. I mean, we you know we've got over forty employees here now. We we work long hours, long weeks, and then go racing on the weekend. Um, I think that's my biggest shout out is just is just my team. Um, you know, I guess industry wise, Motec's been a great help to us. Mensner's been a great help to us. Uh, Vibrant as always. Carl Rossler, Rossler Trans has been great to us. Neil Chance, and of course Precision. And so I know I, know I hate name dropping because I'm going to forget somebody. Because uh, I'm getting old, I forget my name sometimes. But, uh, uh, you're assuming anybody listens to the show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I know, but you know, maybe you won't have as many listeners because I was on. But <laughs> man, so many, so many people involved, and and I tell you, I could say thank you for days. It, it's great to, to have folks that are willing to help you out and and, and get where you want to be and meet your goals. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for carving some time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, listeners, please make sure, listen to the very end of the show. Producer Rich is going to put something funny there, maybe. He's throwing his hands up, maybe. There's a couple of funny ones, I thought. <laughs> we, we would also really appreciate if you keep those reviews, uh, keep those comments, keep those subscriptions coming. The likes. The likes. The likes. Way to get them, Chris. There you go. Uh, keep them coming, guys. We definitely appreciate it. For today, this has been Paul Wilson. And this is Chris Hemke. Thanks for listening. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. You know, I chose Motec for, for a number of reasons. The biggest reason is the obvious one. They were the only ones willing to do it. At the time. <laughs> um, you know, I would have I gone with with some other folks if that would have been possible but at the time they were really the only the only folks that were willing to do it